when the fire went through, not Victoria, but Bridgetown, on January the 16th, five homes were lost in the town. But in the months since, while people have been picking up the pieces of their lives, the rest of us have been looking elsewhere, haven't we? Understandably, in many ways, but shaking tins and putting our hands in our pockets for those who suffered so terribly too in the great Victorian bushfires. And all the while, Sandy Porteous and his wife Suzanne have tried not to feel guilty about feeling so bad. Sandy Porteous, good morning to you. Good morning. Firstly, you're not being churlish because the fact of the matter is you lost everything but human life that day, didn't you? We did, yes. Yes. Tell tell us about it. Um, Well, I was overseas at the time, but um, my wife was at home and within 10 minutes of being evacuated by the police, uh, virtually a fireball went through our property, uh, completely destroying our shed, our entire house, all the yards and fences, uh, chuck pen, um, killing all my stock. I had nine sheep on the property at the time and they had to be destroyed as they were, couldn't outrun the fire. And we lost absolutely everything. How hard has it been to watch us do what we've been doing, being good Australian citizens, of course, uh, in the last month as our attention has, has turned to Victoria and, and not back to Bridgetown? Well, it, it's been quite hard, to be quite honest. And it, there's you know, an element of that song, What About Me?, um, whereas our, you know, our local community has been, has been very, very supportive and we've received a lot of you know, concern and support and assistance from the people within the area, it does seem that the wider community has shifted um, their attentions to Victoria and um, you feel a bit sidelined. Uh, one minute, uh, you know, every, every radio station and, and newspaper and um, TV station in Australia wants to talk to you and then the next minute there is no interest whatsoever and... Uh, one of the things that we are finding out is that this is a very protracted business. I mean, it takes a long time for... Uh, we're finding it's taking a long time for us to recover from this. Yeah, let's talk about that. I know you've been renting a house in Manjimup. What yeah. is there when you go back home? Um, a little bit of regrowth on some native trees, uh, a huge amount of devastation. Um, everything's back. Uh, our entire house has now been demolished and uh, removed, so... When you're standing on a concrete slab, and so that's the that's the result of 25 years of life's work. Um, I think the thing my wife and I found most difficult was the loss of the fruit trees, uh, which we you know obviously spent a long time nurturing and uh, growing, and our gardens, and that, they just vanished in five minutes. Can you describe for us what I, I imagine to be a, a, an ongoing and and sort of staggered? sense of sadness you must feel as you remember another thing that's gone or a, a, a book that you once owned or oh, maybe jewellery that your wife used to wear yeah well the irony about the jewellery was of course that when we went back with a metal detector and six friends to find it someone had already beaten us to it uh, so that's now been reported stolen <laughs> uh, I guess the world was looting um, have there been many indications of that in the town there's been a couple I believe yes there certainly has yes not not just with our property, but also somebody was lucky enough to um, forestall somebody coming along and taking stuff from the, one of the houses that did survive the fire but was in the middle of it. So you went back to what was left of your house with yeah, a metal detector? Yeah, we had to wait a while because the roof was extremely dangerous. So we had to wait until the roof was removed. And, of course, as the wind blew over the time, as you appreciate, um, mm. the tin moved about. So we didn't, and we didn't really think there was any need to rush. I mean, the last thing we thought of was that... Um, someone would go through it but it was I mean it was a lot of gold jewellery and some of it was very very old and of, of course it, you know the melting point of gold is very high so we would have been able to find something but there wasn't a trace. Uh. Um, 
Do you have much perspective on this at the moment? Um, I mean, you look at that that concrete slab and think, you know, I will. We will rebuild this house because we we need to make it a powerful symbol of what our commitment to this place has been. Or do you think oh, maybe I'm getting too old for this? There's that, that comes and goes, that, and that's a very very accurate summation of it. Both we swing both ways. I, I mean, we both find it incredibly difficult to be there. It's it's easier to look at it and talk about it and contemplate it from a distance. But standing actually on the, in the property, there is just there is just so much to do. It's quite overwhelming. I mean, the, I, ironically enough, I mean, when we first got there, there was no fences on the property at all because we simply bought a five-acre block. But, yeah. but now it's being fenced and the fences have burnt away. Then there is an element of you know where do you start? And so more than two months on, I imagine a lot of your time is still tied up with with insurance considerations. Indeed, and, and whereas the insurance company have been very very you know efficient in this regard, they do require a certain procedure to be gone through, and uh, you know listing your life's all your possessions is an extremely difficult process. And my wife and I have started and stopped this on a number of occasions, where it just becomes, well, as you said before, trying to remember everything, and then secondly, just what you have lost, just the. And there are some of the things you just can't put a price on. I mean, all my daughter's artwork. I mean, my younger daughter, who's 27, um, moved there when she was this house with us when she was two. So as far as she was concerned, it was her entire her childhood. Yeah. You're listening to Sandy Porteist. Tell what it's like, not just to have uh, endured the Bridgetown fires of January, but, uh, but to try not to be seen to be complaining about the fact that uh, there has been so much money, so much support, sent to the other side of the country, very understandably. I don't think you have an issue with that, Sandy, and it's, no, not a, it, it's not a call for a government appeal or anything like that, but I wonder if it's a bit of a call for us to remember, to remember things beyond a few days. Yes, indeed. I think that's a very, very good point. Um, it's difficult. To, I mean, the role of the media is very, very important in these affairs, and, I mean, without them we, would have, we wouldn't have the information we have, but there is an element by which it's very much the drama of the moment. And there is always another story. And uh, it's difficult to say to feel, well, that's it then. We're, you're standing amid the ashes and the, the show moves on. The show moves on, as, yeah. it, as people in Ravensthorpe and Hopetown probably feel exactly Indeed, the same exactly. way. Exactly, and the people with the Queensland floods, of course, which is a lot less you know, visually dramatic, but just as devastating to their lives. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. If you'd like to join this discussion about how long a period of time we seem to give to priorities uh, like these or, or what are our priorities and situations like this. I'd be very keen for you to be part of this discussion. The community, I understand, has been fantastic. They certainly have. I and mean, we've had a tremendous amount of support from our Shire and from a lot of, lot of agencies, the Country Women's Association, uh, a lot of local people have stepped in to help. A lot of people have donated, made offers of donations uh, through the Shire, who don't even wish to be named, yeah. uh, just ringing up. And we've had offers of caravans for emer uh, uh, emergency accommodation. Uh, you know, tremendous amount of support. And we also, all of us in Bridgetown, received who lost houses, received some assistance from the Lord Mayor's Disaster Relief Fund. Yeah. Which again was, you know, um, it's good to be recognised and acknowledged that you know what you have gone through. Now I know you reckon that you're going okay, but are there things that the community? Needs. I would. I would think so. Yes. I mean, there are some people who are, you know, not as young as me, and who lost, uh, lost everything as well, and who weren't insured or, or weren't as well insured. Yeah. Um, and and of course, those, uh, you know, of course, those people in a Victorian context will receive a considerable amount of money to help rebuild their lives, won't they? They will indeed. Yes. Yeah. I think the 
only area where we've been considerably luckier than they were, I mean, apart from the, you know, obviously the devastation and loss of life, is that we were able to return to our property um, pretty much immediately. Yes. And, uh, and I would think it would be an incredibly difficult thing to have waited the length of time that some of the Victorian people have had to wait. You know, I... I, I, go I back because really, until you actually go back and stand in the midst of it. I mean, my wife picked me up from the airport when I returned from the UK, and we drove straight to Bridgetown, and the flight came in at about 2 a.m., and so by dawn, I was at Bridgetown watching it happen, and it was, that was really when it impacted on me, just that first, I mean, the smell, um, everything, you know, looking through them. It, it, it was as if there was no one lived in the house. There, were, there's not a, there wasn't a stick of furniture. Uh, I had a huge book collection, which is something I really do miss, and uh, there's not a trace of it. There, there was, the amount we've managed to salvage would fit in a, in a, a plastic crate, you know, milk crate. Yeah. Sandy, and, 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 and obviously it makes it worse if it, if it seems like um, someone has come in and tried to get to whatever might have been left of your wife's jewellery yeah, before you could too. Um, yeah, that but, was very hard. But, yeah. but look, Sandy, um, I think we all hope that, that somehow you find uh, the will to rebuild because it uh, is such a, a potent uh, symbol of your determination to get on with things. Um, it's nice to be in touch with you today. I think we should talk Thank to you, you again. Thank you very much. Sandy Porteous, uh, teachers in Manjimup, renting a house in Manjimup just at the moment, and uh, trying, to, trying to make sense of things and not appear ungrateful. Well, I think that was pretty evident. What do you think? Call now, 1300 222 720, or SMS the program on 199 720. Look, thank you very much. People are sending in texts saying, how can we donate to help the people of Bridgetown? I think we might try and get in contact with the Shire to just see if there's any additional thing. You know, it's that, it's that after, it's like, it's like when someone dies, isn't it? The care and the help and the promises are always there on day one. You want to know that they're there two months later when the pain is still very, very real.